so we'll be ready to go. Actually, that going back to about there is probably a good place to start the recording, so I might as well do the intro at this point. Uh, this is Jeremy's... Uh, we're not using last names. I don't names think we're using last names. Yet. This is Jeremy. This is Joel Smith. <laughs> smooth, smooth. <laughs> uh, and this is the second episode now of The Glass Rod. Yay! Hooray! The right. Glass Rod, which has proved to be very popular among... Uh, 18 to 45 year old political hateful people in Pima County that we know. <laughs> Spiteful, snarky politi- political people in Pima County. Exactly. Love the glass rock. Who are cursed with the aff- affrontery of being our friend. Right. We, we did get confirmation though after our first episode that our our listenership is in the, the dozens probably. It's got to be in the deep teens. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might even crack that 20 if we're... Uh, where we're looking for it. Also, just as a tech note, um, before we get too deep into the podcast, I might as well say this. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this, uh, I'm still looking at getting RSS feed shared on various things. Joel and I were talking about this ahead of time. So keep an eye out for that. It might be a little easier uh, to get in the future. But that's where we're at on that. All and right. I'm, and I'm planning on launching the website this week. Oh, and Joel is planning on wa- launching the website. So new new big things moving forward. Uh, big, with- thick, new bends <laughs> in the glass rod. <laughs> in the glass rod. <laughs> this, you thought this glass rod was just solid all the way through, but oh, it no, turns no. out it's, it's tapering out yeah. into just... Much like Rodney, it's got weird bulbs. Throughout its <laughs> midsection, it's, it's made of layers. Um, so before we start, Jeremy, yes. with the uh, with the rod report, I do have a question. I was actually a little bit surprised that people liked episode one so much, and I was wondering why you think that is, and why you think people thoroughly enjoy two schmucks like us taking our free time to tear into Rodney and put it on the internet. Uh, pettiness. I'm going to go with pettiness. Um, I think it's pettiness, but I also think there's something unique about Rodney. Because we could be tearing into true. a lot of people that everyone agrees is shit, but I don't think it'd be half as popular. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is I think ultimately the fact that Rodney is such a colossal failure makes it... It's hard to laugh at the truly terrible people that actually do succeed because they destroy lives. Rodney has never had the power to really hurt anybody. So aside from ruining... You know, an isoplex. Um, <laughs> Aside from you and ruining leagues upon leagues of youth hockey. Right, right. <laughs> Crushing my curly dr- curling dreams as a child. But aside from that. I don't know. I, just, I think there is... I agree with everything you just said. But I think there is just something uniquely shitty about Rodney that just triggers the petty bitch in all of us yeah. in a way that, you know, Mitch McConnell doesn't or in a way that, you know, Sheriff Joe doesn't or any other shitty, shitty politician. Even Kirsten Cinema, who I don't have to explain to you the depths of my loathing, she doesn't trigger the same petty bitchiness as Rodney does. Yeah, well, and I also think, again, all of those people that you mentioned, um, and, and Cinema and McConnell are both good examples, they're both very... Good at their jobs. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they're good. They're good at being evil. I yes, guess. they're they both very intelligent. They're very and even cinema. No matter how much stuff she does that pisses people off, I still don't know that she's not going to win. I mean, I don't know if anybody will primary her, and if, if they do, I don't see her losing the Democratic primary. Like you know, she still has enough common sense to, to hold the middle. Same thing with McConnell, hugely unpopular in his own state, never came close to losing re-election. Um, whereas Rodney just that he doesn't have that self-awareness to realize mm-hmm. when he needs to be tactful or or 
thoughtful or just not repeat the same fucking lines over and over and over again like a puppet. And I think you, you touched on it also that cinema and McConnell are really good at being shitty. Mm -hmm. Rodney is really shitty at being <laughs> shitty, and that is just really funny. He, he can't even do terrible well. Oh, yeah. He is the, the, the ubermensch of dumpster fires. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, shall we get right into yeah, our first Yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, we're going to switch the order up today. Uh, the lead-off with the Rod Report will be brought to us by Joel. Yay! Uh, because Joel found a very uh, illuminating piece uh, to share with you all and for us to discuss. And then I will be coming up with, uh, obviously, our look back at Rodney Glassman, his, where he came from, how he got here, his trials, his tribulations, his success, his failures, and as a bit of a teaser, we actually have what some people might regard as a success. That's what I first thought it was. And we're going to go in depth on, on Rodney's involvement in one of the greatest engineering successes but humanitarian debacles in American history. And that's the second half, which that's is the, the second glass half. from so, the past. Glass from the past. So let's start with the Rod Report. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rod Report. So on November 6, 2021, Rodney sat down with Noel Campbell uh, of the Prescott E-News in a program called Prescott Talks. I don't know what that means. I guess it means old white men talking in Prescott. People in Prescott have computers? Well, Noel Campbell certainly was conscious enough to have his granddaughter teach him how to use a computer. <laughs> He's barely conscious, but he is here talking to Rodney. So I wanted to play a little bit from that interview and then obviously um, heap shit upon Rodney's answers to Noel's questions. It sounds amazing. Let's... Sounds right on brand, don't yes, you think? Yes, yes. Okay. But uh, Rodney, why do you think you would be the best candidate? There's various candidates running. Um, and they all bring a good background. Uh, kind of let us know why you think that you're in a better position position to be the attorney general for the state of Arizona as opposed to these other candidates. No, I'm the only candidate running with relevant experience. So Jeremy, <laughs> that just froze me in my tracks. <laughs> Because yeah. Rodney's first answer and his primary answer to the why are you the best candidate in a crowded Republican field is I'm the only one with relevant experience. Right. So that actually made me realize that there's been a, a hole in our reporting. We haven't shared with our audience who the other people running in the Republican primary for attorney general are. Right. So what I'd like to do is share with you who else is running for attorney general. We can talk about their resumes and then we can judge whether or not they have more real experience or relevant experience than Rodney. Now, let me ask you this. Are any of the candidates running a literal child kidnapping evil clown? You know, I don't want to say no. Okay, so <laughs> so there's at least one that might be less experienced than Rodney then. If, if there might be one. You know, it's one of those things, you know, just like with the vaccine, talk to your doctor. <laughs> I don't know the answer. I'm or, no scientist. Or Joe Rogan. Talk to Joe Rogan. He'll be able to answer that right. question for you. So let's talk about the people running against Rodney for the Republican primary. And let's look at their qualifi qualifications and compare them to Rodney. So first off, we have Lacey Cooper. Lacey is a former state and federal prosecutor who began her career as a deputy county attorney in Gila County. 
and she served as border security section chief in the U.S. Attorney's Office. Can I stop you real quick? You Please. said uh, she. Yes. Oh, so I already know why Rodney thinks he's more qualified than, than this particular candidate. Absolutely. That's one. Now, remember, I started by saying that she's a former state and federal prosecutor. Mm -hmm. So apparently, Rodney, despite the fact that he has never been either a state or federal prosecutor, still thinks he has more relevant experience than Ms. Cooper. Um, I also got really curious about sexy gun picks. This is Ooh. a new uh, this is a new wormhole in the internet that I've mm -hmm. gone down, mm -hmm. which is Republican candidates posing with sexy gun picks. Yeah. And I have to say, I don't know if I've showed you this before, on his website, Rodney's got a sexy gun pick. Ooh, that one is pretty sexy. It's pretty sexy. For our listeners, it's Rodney in a camouflage jacket with some jeans and brown and, boots. And he's got it. The the gun is it's it's some sort of bolt action uh, rifle uh, with a with an optical scope, and it's mounted on a tripod because he he is taking this 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 shot very seriously. And by shot, I mean the camera shot, not the actual gun. Which probably isn't loaded. No, and I'm sure what the gun is actually pointing at is his true enemies, <laughs> which is uh, his father yelling at him that he's not good enough, <laughs> and all of the people who refuse to vote for him right. no matter what party he belongs right. to. Right. So Rodney has a sexy gun pick. Lacey Cooper? No sexy gun pick. Oh. Now, she talks about the Second Amendment a little bit, but no sexy gun pick. Lacey. So how are we going to judge? Does Rodney have more relevant experience than Lacey or less? Why? Remember, Lacey was a prosecutor. I got to say, Lacey, if you really care about the Second Amendment, you'll do a photo shoot. I, I mean, agree. That's, I agree. So maybe Rodney's has one up on Lacey because uh, Lacey has no sexy gun pick. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, that's one candidate. Another person running against Rodney in the... A Republican primary for Arizona Attorney General is Andrew Gould. Now, Andrew Gould... That name rings a bell for It some should reason. ring a bell. If you've been in the legal community, you probably have heard of Mr. Gould. His resume is, I grudgingly hate to admit it, because he is a Republican running to end our republic, as all Republicans are trying to do these days. Impressive. He was a uh, prosecutor in Yuma County. He then was a Yuma County judge for 11 years, six of them presiding. He served on the Arizona Court of Appeals for four years, and he served on the Arizona Supreme Court for four years. Okay. So, I don't know. Rodney still says he has more relevant experience than Andrew. What do we think? Well, so, so here's the one thing I will say. Uh, and, and first off, I, I don't know if we passed a final judgment on, on Lacey versus Rodney, but obviously Rodney's got a penis and he's got a sexy gun pick. So. At least one of those is true. To the best of our knowledge. To the best of our knowledge. Uh, and bottom line is in the Republican Party, those two things, I mean, that's pretty much the main qualification. Penis plus, penis plus gun, gun equals electable. Electable. And actually, if we're thinking about it, that's sort of one thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got two guns, one downstairs and, and, and one upstairs. Which is, Lacey, that's the problem, is because you can get elected as a woman in the Republican Party as long as you have a gun. You right. need a stand-in yep. phallus. Yep. If and you don't have a biological phallus, you need a stand-in phallus. Uh, Lacey, if you'd like to hire us uh, as campaign managers. <laughs> I uh, thought you were going to say as stand-in phalluses. phalluses. We are very qualified <laughs> to be stand-in phalluses, by the way. <laughs> we do have many of our friends tell us we are two of the biggest dicks they've uh, ever met. The so. biggest dicks in the universe. Yeah. So if you need stand, is it phalli? Stand-in phalli? Phalli, yeah. If you need stand-in phalli, the Jeremy and Joel show is all over it. So we can at least see what relevant, quote-unquote, experience that Rodney has over Lacey. Now with Andrew, 
uh, the relevant experience. I'm, I'm going to guess the fact that I don't remember Andrew much as a Supreme Court judge, but that tells me that probably he wasn't the worst, which tells me he's probably authored opinions that have actually helped a criminal defendant or two or helped poor people or at least didn't go out of their way to destroy lives. Right. Which again, in the Republican Party, I think Rodney might actually have an edge there. Rodney might have him. And I'm going to tell you something that might put Rodney over the edge when it comes to Andrew Gould. Mm -hmm. No sexy gun pick. No sexy gun pick. No sexy gun pick. I don't know what's going on with Andrew and Lacey. you got to step up with these gun picks. (sighs) got to do the gun picks. So that's uh, two of the candidates. Now the third candidate is another woman. Uh, Her name is Dawn Grove. Uh, Interestingly enough, Dawn has had, it looks like, about a 30-year career as a lawyer. Uh, but she has a lot in common with Rodney because her entire career has been spent as a lawyer for her family's business. Oh, very Which nice. is making uh, Ping Sporting Goods. You Ooh. know, Ping, all yeah, capital letters. Yeah. yeah. So that's Don's business. So I can see why Rodney might feel threatened by Don right. because both of them are the scions of extremely wealthy families uh, that have done nothing in their own right to make a reputation or make right. the world a better place. Right. Yeah. So, so, but again, so... We've got, obviously, uh, as far as intelligence, ability, charisma, Andrew and Lacey are, are, are ahead of Rodney. Right. But no sexy gun pick, uh, vagina in Lacey's case, and in Andrew's case, actually maybe helped somebody at some point in his life. Uh, again, I feel like uh, with Don, um, sounds like pretty much a tie on everything else. Do we have a sexy gun pick? No sexy gun pick. Uh, I know. They are letting Rodney run away with is, the Republican he's primary. He's going to take this. He's going to take it because he's posing with probably a fake gun mm-hmm, in a fake mm-hmm, forest. Mm-hmm. And, and a fake camo because we were able to see him in that picture. Right, so, right. But. Actually, that's a good point. I don't think... Uh, let's look. Yeah, those are some very clean jeans. Mm-hmm. And I don't see one uh, stain from a bloody deer or a run-over BLM poster, uh, <laughs> protester on that jacket. So it looks like that's some bullshit Republican wear yeah. to me. There should at least be three different blood splotches from BLM protesters on that jacket. Right, right. Yeah, Rodney, as usual, you're still faking it. So our next candidate for attorney general in the Republican primary is Abraham Hamada. Mr. Hamada is a former county prosecutor with the Maricopa County Attorney's Office, and he is an intelligence officer in the U.S. Army Reserves. Ooh. Rodney's in the U.S. Air Force, Force Reserves. Reserves. Jeremy, we have intelligence versus JAG. Yeah. How do we think that falls? Well, one of them has intelligence in the name. True. Uh, and the other one is, is I, I, I can't pull up the whole service history of uh, Abraham. So, you know, it would be hard for me to say exactly what he's done as an intelligence uh, reservist. But I'm going to guess, given that we've never been able to identify a single thing that Rodney's actually done as a, a reserve JAG officer... Probably more. Probably more. Well, according to his website, and this is interesting, uh, he has negotiated military sales and managed the training for Saudi Arabia's domestic security forces. Oh, so he's an arms dealer. So he's an arms dealer and a death squad commander. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Well, Republican primary, those are some great qualifications. Those are some great qualifications. So he has been directly responsible for ensuring that... uh, Arabic, Persian people die yes. overseas. Yes, yes. Uh, and he, he makes sure that the Shia population of Saudi Arabia is as oppressed and as enslaved as possibly could he manage. Yes, and 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 was a prosecutor for 
uh, debatably the evilest of the county attorney offices in our state. So I don't know. Those are some pretty good credentials. I'm Go ahead. I know where you're going, and I love it. But do, you first. Do we have a sexy gun pick? Jeremy, we have the sexiest oh. gun pick you've ever seen. Now, for our listeners, I have not shown Jeremy this, and I'm That's still true. not scrolling up on my screen. I'm purposely trying to draw it out, because, Jeremy, I want you to think about the sexiest gun pick you okay. ever thought. Okay. Um, well, got it in your head? I got it in my head. All right. Now, I want you to think about that as I scroll up, and I want to show you Abraham fucking Hamada's goddamn gun pick. Here we go. Oh, look at that yeah. shit. Look at that shit Holy and tell me that you're not shit. getting erect right now. I am. Not only am I getting erect right now, I, 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 I'm done. I've already finished. <laughs> it's time for a cigarette. It's time for a cigarette. Rodney, how would you describe Mr. Hamada's sexy gun <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're not going to edit that. We're not going to edit that. We're let's, let's, let's say that for therapy shame. later this week. Yeah. Jeremy, how would you describe Mr. Hamada's sexy gun pick? So it does look... So first off... Um, his face is, is stern. Stern and stoic, he's I would say. He's got a Jack Bauer sort of style going on. He does. He really does. He's got the five o'clock shadow. He's got which, the five o'clock. Damn, he's got that's hot. The nice high and tight, yep. but a little a little, little longer on the top, you know, yep. than the traditional military to let you know that he's also, you know, he's, he's, he's business in the front, but he's... He's also business on the top, but slightly less so. Full camos. Full camo. With what looks like a flak vest uh, yes, underneath. Yes, uh, yes. So I'm assuming this image was uh, taken with a mirrored camera phone because he has an American flag on his chest and it's, it's backwards. Right. Um, and he's holding um, some form of semi-auto. I'm guessing it's a Glock. It's, it's hard to tell from this angle and this distance. But he's holding some sort of semi-auto uh, pointed down uh, good trigger discipline, no finger on the trigger, but right. at the ready. I mean that he is he is ready to. I mean, and also if I may say my say so myself, unlike Rodney, in very good physical shape, actually could serve at any point. It looks like yeah, unlike Rodney, he could kick our ass. Oh, easily. easily. We should not be talking as much shit right. about Mr. Oh, Hamada as we are. I don't know that we are talking about shit about Mr. Hamada. I think he is probably the best candidate right now based on his his arms sales murder. An unbelievable, sultry sexiness. God, it is so sultry. And I love how the right hand is posing with the semi-auto pistol at his chest pointed down. And the left hand is down by his side with fist clenched, yeah. ready to punch a Yemeni child or ready to choke out an Afghani wedding yep. or yep. whatever might be necessary right. to protect Saudi Arabia's dictatorial family monarchy that serves to oppress women and every religious minority right. in the kingdom. Right. Oh, I, th I, th I think you mean our best friend. Sorry, sorry. America's best friend and ally in exporting democracy to the Middle exactly. East. Exactly. That's what I meant. The, granted, they don't allow any democracy in their own country. Right. They, 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 they've never even heard of the word, honestly. It's banned. You can't even say it as far as I know in Saudi Arabia but but still yes he he is the 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 flag carrier I think at this point it's interesting it says he has a JD from the University of Arizona did we know Mr. Hamada hmm. he looks roughly our age if yeah we, if we had done more push-ups and eaten less pizza that's probably why we never saw him because <laughs> we were at the bar eating right pizza and he was at the gym yeah makes sense all right so we've gone through almost all of the candidates. Uh, we have one more candidate running against Rodney in the Republican primary, and her name is Tiffany Shedd. Uh, Miss Shedd, like Rodney, doesn't really seem to have any qualifications at all. Yes. Uh, according to her website, she's a bilingual kindergarten teacher, a farmer, a natural resource attorney 
which I'm pretty sure probably means suing uh, like Greenpeace and suing environmental protection organizations okay. who try to stop mining corporations from despoiling the land? Sure, sure. I, I would assume that, but l let me just mention so far, she, she has said she is bilingual, she's a, a teacher. Oh, yeah, you're, and, I, I wasn't thinking about that. And are, are we sure she's not... A commie? She, she, Are you thinking what I'm thinking? It says she's a Republican, but I think she, I think she might be a sleeper communist. She, I mean, kindergarten teacher equals communist. Right. If we're being honest with Republican voters, right? Anybody who says otherwise right. is just trying to pull. Yeah, the no, I, I, I'm just. If she isn't, she needs to get somebody to punch up that resume because that that's not going to sell. No, I'll tell you what might sell though. Hmm. I'll tell you what might sell and what might prove more relevant in the qualifications department than Rodney. She has got a truly, where did it go? It was right here. She has got a fantastic gun pick. Now it is not um, Abraham Hamada gun pick. It's not smoldering, but look at the artistry. Oh. Look at the Old West classic gaze. Oh man. What is that? I don't even, it's like some sort of shotgun that's sort of cocked open and yeah. on the shoulder. So it's it's a, uh, yeah, it's a shotgun um, and it's it's the, um, uh, the, the barrel, the, the breech is broken on it. So it's forming like a, it's like slung, for lack of a better word, over over her shoulder, which is a very impractical way to have a firearm. <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to carry a gun. Really not going to be useful in that way. Um, but man, and and just the 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 staring, staring into the distance, like like somewhere, somewhere there's an immigrant I can shoot. Yeah. If only they were on my piece of property. Oh God, she's just waiting. She's just waiting for them to come out here. So, yeah, good, good gun pick. Good gun pick. Sexy gun. Well, I don't want to say sexy. Um, imposing. I'm imposing. Say imposing. Imposing gun pick. Now, I will add something that complicates that our decision whether or not Miss Shed is more qualified than Ooh, Rodney Glassman. Okay. Miss Shed is married to a man named Rodney. Oh. I'm not sure if that's a conflict oh. of interest. Maybe we need to read the ethical rules, but I, can she be running against Rodney while being married to a Rodney? I do think American do two Rodneys make a right. <laughs> God, shut it down! Shut it down! You're, you're not allowed to this edit podcast that. Podcast is over. You cannot edit that. Out. Uh, what I was going to say is, I I do think, and it's been a while since I've looked at my Arizona election laws, but I do think the rule says. That there can only be one, which means they will have to at some point fight to the death during this primary. And then whoever survives has to fight Jet Li. Yes, exactly. And then they have to kill all of the Jet Li's all of the, and all the timelines. Yes. And then when they get to the final Jet Li boss, Correct. if they kill Jet Li, then they are the one. Then they are the one. Oh, and, okay. then, and then they get to be the Republican nominee for Attorney General. Right. Democratic rule is a little different. Not, not right. so much murder. Not... Not no murder, but just a little less little murder. Less, yeah. much less. You Vote know? Democrat, slightly less murder. Slightly less murder. Yeah, yeah. You know, when Obama drones Afghanistan, two or three less wedding parties that are massacred. Right. Got right. it, got right. it. Right. Got well, and, and, and for example, going back to Abraham, uh, the difference being uh, when Obama would uh, actually lead the drones, uh, our intelligence was so bad that from time to time we actually would just by sure coincidence, hit a, a military target. Sure. 
Whereas Abraham, I'm sure, largely was just pillaging from poor people. And Abraham is holding that gun like he has never missed a shot in his right, fucking life. Right. I would not want to go to the gun range with Abraham. So, so those are our candidates running against Rodney Glassman in the Democratic primary. Lacey Cooper, Andrew Gould, Don Grove, Abraham Hamada, and Tiffany Shedd. Rodney says he has more relevant experience than all of them. Jeremy, what's, oh. your, what's your final take? Well, uh, we'll go down the list again. We've already hit on some of the pros and cons. Lacey, uh, experience. Um, uh, like, actual ample experience. Uh, but a woman. And no gun uh, pick. And no gun pick. So, I think, Rodney's, I think Rodney's right. I think Rodney's... Rodney takes it. Relevant, again. Relevant. Relevant. Re- as relevant to... Let's be at what we're talking about, Republican voters. Experience not and confidence us. don't really matter. Right, right. right. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Andrew Gould. Again, experience, competence. Uh, I, I will say uh, a man. So right. that also, uh, so he's, he, we'll give the experience and competence like a quarter of a point because, you know, whatever. At least he knows how to manipulate the system. Right. Uh, he's, he's playing seventh dimensional chess while Rodney's playing shoots and ladders. So, <laughs> so we'll give him that, but... No gun pick. No so, gun pick. Uh, toss up maybe somewhere around there. All right, so we'll say it's a tie. Don Grove. Uh, Don Grove, um, absolutely no real experience. So that's good. Right. That, that helps. Like Rodney, Le- she has inherited all of her money and continues to suck off the family teat. So, so good things there. Right. Real, real strong republicanism there. Still not a man. So uh, no, and no gun, gun pick. pick. So I think Rodney might Rodney actually... Rodney might take it. Might take that one. Now, do we even need to say that... Abraham oh. is has more relevant yes. experience no. than Rodney. No, no question. Leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. As soon as you take a gun pick, that that's smoldering, that's sexy, that 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 just oozes Republican primary yes. fascist appeal. You've got my vote. Not only do I think uh, Rodney's going to have a hard time against Abraham, uh, I would say Rodney's going to have a hard on. Yeah, might, for Abraham, he might, he might, or at least for Abraham's gun. Right, right, right. Now, which gun? Let's leave that Man. to the audience at home. Boy, we have quickly digressed. Oh, this is not a classy grade. Not a classy podcast, people. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, there's there's a whole bunch of other ones out there. That's but, a really good point. If you clicked on Jeremy and Joel make a podcast and thought it was going to be classy, right. I'm going with your fault. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like if you if you fire up uh, clerks. Or chasing Amy and tell me how it didn't age well. Well, fucking obviously. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. Uh, now, what I will say though, um, so Abraham, yes, Abraham wins by a mile, and, and then finally, last one, Tiffany Shed. Tiffany Shed. So this one's a tough one for me because um, seems relatively useless as well. Right. Uh, again, woman, but you know, I mean, that's not a. In this modern, you know, Lauren Boebert uh, era of the Republican true. Party. true. Republicans do like some women. If you're crazy They're enough. They're few and far between, but if you're crazy if enough. If you're crazy enough. And Jan Brewer. Jan Brewer. They love Jan Brewer. Yep. So, uh, Kelly Ward. Kelly, you know? Oh, they eat her. Uh, Carrie Lake yeah, so, is apparently going to be the next governor. So, unlike the other women that we've covered, or at least Lacey, who was competent and also a woman. Right. Crazy, probably not qualifying, and a woman. So I think that that's, fits that Sarah Palin mold. Good. Um, and a cool gun pick. So I, I got to give it to Tiffany. Yeah, I'd give it to Tiffany too. And, you know, Rodney, it's really all about the gun pick. Yeah. I mean, you would have edged out all of these people that you didn't, but for the fact that they did not have good gun yeah. picks. Yeah. The second they up their gun pick game, you're fucked. Yeah, you're going to have a little hard time with so remember we left off on this interview with Rodney telling uh, Noel Campbell 
what he thinks he has that is better than all six candidates. Oh, right. That relevant what experience. What is that relevant experience? Right. So he thinks that he has more relevant experience sure. than all six people, including three former prosecutors, one of whom was a superior court, appellate court, and Arizona Supreme Court justice. Right. But Rodney thinks he has more relevant experience. Let's hear what he defines as relevant experience. Uh, first off, uh, I'm an, an unabashed conservative. Uh, of the six Republicans running, I'm the only one uh, who financially supported uh, President Trump's re-election. I'm the only one that rolled up my sleeves right. to help raise additional resources. Right. Our Yavapai County Republican Church, she calls it mother's milk. Right. The dollars necessary, as you know, uh, to raise a campaign. I'm the only one of the six that stepped up to do that. So first off, before we say anything else, I never want to hear Rodney Glassman say the words mother's milk <laughs> ever again. Also, when Rodney says mother's milk, he is actually picturing suckling at his mother's teat. Well, uh, and by his mother, you mean Donald Trump. Or his actual mother. Yeah. I feel like in Rodney's mind, oftentimes Donald Trump's face morphs into his mother's face yes. and vice versa. Yeah, that seems about right. So according to Rodney, who wants to be the next attorney general for Arizona, a very powerful law enforcement position, probably the most powerful law enforcement officer in Arizona, the number one most relevant piece of experience he has that all other Republican candidates do not is that he wrote a check. Yes. Well, Which is the most fucking Rodney Glassman thing he well, could ever possibly actually, say. Actually, I'll go even one step further. He wrote a check, but then, uh, don't forget, he rolled up his sleeves right. to get money from other rich people. Because <laughs> if there's one thing I know, rich people decide to donate to campaigns while they're they're working the fields. Picking or strawberries. Pick, picking strawberries or, or mining, you know, deep in a coal mine, you know. It, it certainly wasn't that Rodney just hosted a fucking party where he had a bunch of people that were already going to give money to Trump anyway that just handed him envelopes that then he handed to one of the Trump campaign people. It could not possibly have been that because that wouldn't require the gritty hard work that we've come. No, no, actually, no, that's exactly what he did. Quick question. As an aside... What would Rodney do if we said, Rodney, you could win elected office, but first you have to mine coal? Oh, man. What do you think the outcome there would be? Oh. Like, if you took Rodney and you teleported him into a West Virginia coal mine... Here's what he would do. Would the coal mine just explode of its own spontaneous combustion, or would Rodney just immediately kill all the coal miners no, what, and eat their bodies? What he would do is he would walk up to uh, one of the miners as they're loading up their <laughs> mining cart, and he would tell that miner, and, and mind you, we're talking like you know, night, like 1890s West Virginia, right. right? So Rodney Glassman's already substantial family money is going to go so much further. Right. So he would offer that guy an amount of money that would be insulting to him. Uh, but would make a world of difference for this guy, like probably 20 bucks. Right. And say, I will give you 20 bucks uh, for this coal uh, and your pickaxe so I can take it out and tell them that, that uh, I've mined it. Would he give him the $20? No, never. He, yeah. would take, he would take the coal, 
deny that all ever happened, and then threaten to have him thrown in a, in a, in a prison. Yeah. Um, and then build a wall in front of the entrance to the coal right. mine. To make sure no nobody else takes Nobody's any, subjected to that sort of treatment ever again. And then he would use his family connections to get hired on as the manager for the coal mine and drive it into the ground. But first hang a giant picture of himself right. in front of the coal mine right. as the coal mine generalissimo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Rodney Glassman future or past coal miner extraordinaire. So Rodney gives two reasons why he has more, the most relevant experience of any of the Republican candidates. We've heard about the first one, which is that he wrote a check to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure that he did not mean that as a strange cult-like homage to a man who is probably more responsible than any other for the downfall of American democracy. But be that as it may, that's what it is. You wrote a check. I, I think that's probably exactly how he meant it. Oh, well, then I'm staying correct. Um, <laughs> because, well, and, 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 you know, the, the reason why uh, I, I think that can be the only possible explanation is because uh, Rodney Glassman, again has tried everything else to win elected office and has failed. So I think joining a cult really is in line with the, the next possible step. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy until Rodney starts a cult. Because I'm telling you right now, Jeremy, when Rodney starts a cult, I'm fucking in. So <laughs> I am in on the ground floor on that shit. So I, I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. The problem I have, Joel, is in order to start a cult, you've got to be charismatic. True. Uh, People have to like you. True. You have to be smart on some level. You got to be smart Animal on intelligence, some level. something. And you've got to have a vision right. of, of some sort. Right. Uh, and, it, it, you know, if, if, let me put it this Are way. Are you saying Rodney is not a visionary? Well, yes. I am. I, I, no, I'm not saying he's not a visionary. He is a visionary. The problem is that vision is uh, the computer screen, screen of Republican talking points. Right. Uh, that he reads on Republican Twitter every morning. Right. So While taking Republican shits on the heads of Democratic children. Exactly. Got exactly. It. All right. Let's wrap up the Rod report. There's one more reason Rodney gives as to the part of his resume that is more relevant to being elected as Arizona Attorney General than any of his other competitors. I'm also the only Republican running for Attorney General that has ran a legal office. Um, I have a follow-up question. I have a couple of questions. You want to go first or I want to go first? Uh, uh, you go first, Joel. What legal office, Jeremy? That was my question yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, I figured this both of I, What legal office? Now, remember, he was on Tucson City Council. Sure. That's not a legal office. Not a legal office. Lost an election to John McCain. Not a legal office. Right. Uh, town manager of Cave Creek. It's Cave, is the entirety of Cave Creek a legal office? I don't office? think it's Cave Creek LLC personal injury. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm going with not a legal office. Okay, okay. Uh, lost an election for head of the Arizona Democratic Republican, uh, Democratic, Arizona Democratic Party. Sure, sure, not a legal, not a legal office. office. Lost election for Corporation Commission as a Republican. I mean, one could argue that uh, corporations are the pinnacle of Republican legislation and law. He so. still lost. Alright, so yeah, if he had won. <laughs> if he'd won, yeah, okay. but he didn't. But he didn't. So uh, lost an election for Maricopa County Assessor. Uh, not a legal office. And now he is an attorney at a um, firm, a that firm he runs. in Phoenix called Base or Boose Gilbert McGroder. That none of those names are glassmen. Now I see the founding members are Leo Boose, Paul Gilbert, and Patrick J. McGroder. And 
again, this is the problem with having a podcast, is for those of you at home, uh, those three gentlemen look exactly like you imagined they <laughs> exactly. look. Now, I do see Rodney's picture on this page, and I'm going to scroll down and show it to you. But for those of our listeners who are, thankfully for you, listeners not as familiar with the legal universe as we are, Jeremy, somebody who runs a legal office at a private firm, that's generally like a managing partner, correct? A senior partner, managing partner, managing or senior partner if there's multiple. Right, senior partner, yeah. right. So let's scroll down to Rodney, and what title does Rodney have on his firm's website? Uh, uh, of counsel. Of counsel. Does of counsel run a law firm and oh. have all secretaries and paralegals reporting to him? Oh, actually, uh, I can answer this as somebody that was of counsel Please. at one point. Uh, no. And in fact, it means you're not really even a member of the firm. Right. Um, you are a sort of an independent contractor that uh, they, they bring in from time to time. Or, I'm sure in Rodney's case, does absolutely nothing <laughs> uh, and just needed the, the, the back padding of swapping out letterhead names with each other. So, uh, I mean, uh, well, oh, wait, wait, wait. It just dawned on me. When I was of counsel, it was because I had my own firm, and the firm that I was of counsel with, I didn't want to be a member of, so I was doing side. Rodney probably has his own firm that consists of, of him. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we owe Rodney an apology. Yes. Because Rodney's right. All of the people who work for Rodney Glassman LLC, which is Rodney Glassman, report to Rodney Glassman. And he manages all of the people in that LLC, which are Rodney Glassman. So I think I speak for the glass rod when I say, Rodney, we're sorry. Uh, we, we really we really shouldn't have sold you short. And actually, it's going to be boring for me to look it up on this podcast, but uh, I encourage you all at home, and I will as well for the next episode. I'm actually now curious. I'm going to look up and see if, if he does have his own firm that he's using. Yeah, I'm going to uh, bet on that, and I'm going to bet no. But let me finish uh, the Rod Report by just talking about the law firm that Rodney pretends to be a member of, Bayus, Gilbert, and Magruder. Jeremy, you want to take a look at these uh, people on this page uh -huh. and just tell me what really defining characteristic stands out when I scroll through all of the lawyers, all of the professionals. I mean, there's probably at least 24 people on this page. What is the number one, you know, I don't want to say immutable characteristic, uh -huh. But what is the number one characteristic that sort of pops out at you? Let's move a little more slowly. Let's just um, move slowly. So we've got the uh -huh, three founding uh -huh. members, by, yep. the who, by the way, none of whom are named Rodney. Uh -huh. We've got associates. We've got members. Uh -huh. By the way, Rodney's neither of those. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, we've got more associates. We've got more members. We uh -huh. have a patent agent. We have uh, a CPA. Uh, uh. Hold on, hold on. We've got some paralegals, we've got some consultants, and uh, we've got uh, some litigation paralegals. I, I'm not going to lie, Joel. I didn't see the last batch because the the glare coming off of your screen. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I got blinded for just a second. Just, 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 just a because smidge. of that that overwhelming, pearly, god-awful whiteness. And not, not only is everybody in this firm apparently Caucasian, um, but also, the number of people that either are blonde or gray-haired or bald right. is also disheartening, if I'm going to be honest. Right, right. Also, uh, Carolyn McGroder works at the firm. I'm, uh, I'm guessing Patrick J. McGroder is her father. Right. So it's good to know that Rodney found a place where 
they believe in nepotism yes. as much as oh. his family does. And all right, so that does it for the Rod Report. That's all that's new in Rodney Glassman's campaign. And for the second half of the show, Glass in the Past, I'm going to turn it over to Jeremy. Uh, so the what we're covering today from on Glass from the Past is, uh, and I was telling Joel this before we went on mic, I watched a documentary uh, the other day on the History Channel. Uh, and it was a documentary on the construction of the Panama Canal. And you might be shocked to hear this, Joel, but Rodney was uh, heavily involved in the construction of the Panama Canal. Now, I know I said this before off mic. I'm going to say it again on mic, and I'm still confused. That sounds like it was a good thing. Yeah, well, okay, so the construction of the canal itself, uh, overall, as, as an engineering marvel. Uh, aid as to world trade. Aid to world trade, uh, what it's done, yes, I agree, a, a good thing. Um, but what people don't realize is what went into the construction of the canal. Uh, Rodney, as we've well established, is not qualified in any sort of engineering. Uh, Rodney's um, not qualified in engineering, law, medicine, politics, So you name it. So when I say that he was instrumental in the construction of the Panama Canal, what I really mean is uh, the first thing that we had to do to construct the Panama Canal was uh, cause a revolution in Panama <laughs> so that we could get a friendly government that would allow oh, us... That's right. In fact, it was Colombia. Yes. And we had to instigate a civil war, yes. which we were really good at in Latin America oh, yeah. up until about 1992. Right. Yeah. So Rodney Glassman involved with that. Okay. Right. Uh, and then once we started building the canal... Uh, there were uh, two interesting things that happened. Um, the local people of Panama uh, told us uh, that our dreams of building a, a, a sea level canal, in other words, just trenching straight through the country, uh, were going to be unattainable mm -hmm. uh, because it just it, it, the soil it's too wet. It's, it's, it becomes a giant mud pit every time you try to dig it. Uh, Rodney Glassman, uh, instrumental in us sticking to our guns and for the first six years of the project continuing as a sea level canal leading to the deaths of millions of workers in cave -ins. Oh, and I'll bet you there was, you know, diphtheria and then, uh, you know, mosquitoes. Oh, it's funny you should mention that. Yeah. Uh, another thing that Rodney Glassman was instrumental to did is... Did Rodney create malaria? He did not create malaria, but during the construction of the Panama Canal, uh, we were dealing with a lot of cases of yellow fever. Uh-huh. And again, the locals told us uh, it was the mosquitoes. However, our uh, uh, epidemiologist, the equivalent, the early 19th century or 20th century equivalent epidemiologist, turns out was Rodney Glassman. <laughs> and Rodney Glassman, and and this is a this is a true fact. You can look this up. Look it up, ladies and gentlemen, or I should say, lady and singular gentleman, gentleman that's listening. Yes. <laughs> Believed it was ants that were causing it. And in order to keep the ants from getting into the camps, built several pools of stagnant water. Rodney built mosquito breeding grounds. Yep. yep. That makes so much sense that, that Rodney would construct the septic, toxic, scummy pools yep. from which a deadly illness like malaria would emerge. Yes, exactly. So, so yes. So Rodney Glassman... For uh, the first several years of the, the Panama Project, it, it just instrumental in, in all the things necessary for it to almost end up the most colossal failure in American history. And lo and behold, was then immediately fired and replaced by somebody who knew what the hell he was doing. It all is so clear now. Mm -hmm. Now I see the arc from horrific malarial cave-ins in toxic sewage mm -hmm. 
to running for Arizona Attorney General. When you think of Rodney Glassman, think of Muddy Cavins <laughs> and Yellow Fever. Rodney equals Yellow Fever. Yes. Well, I think that uh, I think that does it for this week. What I, do you think? I think we've covered everything we need. Uh, we were lucky this week in that Rodney actually poked his little turtle head out of his little filthy mud hole of yellow <laughs> fever uh, and gave us this interview. Uh, we hadn't intended on holding off until he did something. We're perfectly happy to do this on a more regular basis. In fact, we want to. Uh, but what we do need from our now... Again, approaching 20 listeners. I mean, we have to have at least 20 by yeah. now. Is if anybody wants to come on as a guest, if anybody has any information about Rodney Glassman they'd like us to talk about, email us questions, answers, uh, anything like that. Theglassrod uh, at gmail.com. Glassrod at gmail.com. Uh, we will be more than happy to uh, discuss whatever it is you guys want to discuss uh, while we're on the air. Um, and we look forward uh, We're hoping to do this weekly, or at least bi-weekly, so we look forward to talking to you in a week or two. Thanks for hanging out with us in the Glass Rod. The Glass Rod. Take care, Tucson. Portland Oregon gets more solar dollars.